0: I have to look for Miss Bell so we can get started while I am trying to find where she is, uh, getting a, in a good mental state and position. No need for all of us sitting around here waiting for her.
1: So uh,
0: I will go and try to find her. My dear granny will... Begin our prayer. We got a couple of folks that are waiting on the way to work and things of that nature. I'm sure or on the way to doing something, so no need of holding up the war effort, if you please. Uh, my granny will is here. She'll begin us in our prayer, and I'll go find Miss Bell if that's all right with y'all. Good morning.
2: Welcome to First Visit Church. Beloved, let us all pray. Come into prayer and trust in God, in love. Let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knows God. Holy Father, we come this morning. As we come this morning, God, we come to say thank you. We thank you, O merciful Father, for being here for us this morning. Waking us up, with our blood still running warm in our veins, waking us up, O oh God, to another beautiful day. And as we go forth this day, God, we're asking you to go before us, and asking you, God, to take care of this day. We put our trust in you. We know, O oh God, that you love us so much, and that we can trust you, because God, you told us to trust in you, and need not to our own understanding. But in all our ways, dear God, help us to trust you. We just thank you this morning, God. And as we come this morning, we ask you, oh, God, forgive us for anything we said or done or acted in any way. And, God, we asking you to open up our eyes that we might see, to see your goodness, God, See what you have said for us. Oh, God, help us to take heed to ourselves as we go forth this day, God. Help us, oh, God, turn that light on us, God, that we can see, that we can understand what you're saying. Give us your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding. Oh, God, as we come this morning, we lift up everybody, all the saints, But you, God, knowing that you can do it, God, and we're leaning and dependent on you this morning, God, and we say thank you in advance. We thank you, God, and we just praise you. We praise you, oh heavenly Father. We praise you, God. Look on your ministers. Look on your rabbis. Look on your priests, Look on all those to stand, oh God, before your people, God, and help them to lead them in the right way, God. Oh God, look on them this morning. Let truth and righteousness come forth today, God. Help them to stand and preach your word, God. Not the, how they feel and not what somebody else says, but God, help them to preach your word that the people might learn of you, God. Oh God, we lift lifting up churches everywhere. We lift them up before you this morning, God. As the people gather and gather to come together to praise your name, God. Oh, God, be in the midst of from God. Let them know, God, it's all about you. It's about you, oh, Lord, and we put in our trust in you, and we say thank you this morning. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, look on Pastor booth, God. Bless him, God. Bless him, Lord Jesus. As he traveled up and down that highway, God, bless him. Speak to his heart, God. Keep them as an apple of thine own eyes, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Look on earth, God. Look on brother earth, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God. You know every situation. You know every problem. And, God, we give it all to you, and we say thank you. God, you told us to be strong. You said be strong in the Lord. And help us, oh, God, to look to you, oh, God, and ask you for your strength, God. Uh, you That we might go forth, God. That we might go forth as them little children in shining lights, God. That we might shine for you, God. That we may shine, oh God. That other men and women and boys and girls might see your glory in us, God, and come running. What can they do to be saved? Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, we lift it all up before you this morning and we say thank you, God. Help us, oh God, to be them shining lights. Help us, oh God, to be. Freedom encourages us, God. Let our words encourage one another, God. Help us to realize what we say, God, can hinder or either can help. And, God, we don't want our words to hinder nobody, but we want our words to be encouraging. We want our words to be lifting up wherever we go. We want our words to be encouraging to our sisters and brothers along this way. Come along, oh, God, and you chose us, God, and we want to thank you, God. We want to stand on your word, God. Always remember, God, that you are with us, God. Wherever we go, whatever we do, God, you are there to work out every situation that we can smile and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you, God, for taking care of me, God. Thank you, God, because I know you see it all, God. I know you understand it all, and we want to thank you this morning, God. We want to thank you. We want to praise you, God. Help us, oh, God, to keep our eyes on you, God, not on what man said, God, but what you said, God. Help us, oh, God. Oh, merciful Father, we just want to tell you thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, God. Oh, merciful Father, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, God. Thank you. We just want to praise you this morning we praise you. We praise you, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I praise you. I praise you, God, because, God, I know, oh, God, that you said be steadfast, unremovable, always abounding in your word, God. Help us, Lord, and we just want to thank you. We thank you. We praise you, and we love you. Root us and ground us in your love, God, that we might be name
0: amount of times and cannot find her, and so we will have to assume that something happened to her line this morning. Uh, nonetheless, I have uh, found myself inside of the African uh, American Heritage Hymnal. And inside of the African-American Heritage Hymnal, uh, we can find a wonderful hymn for us uh, to meditate on this morning, number 430 in the African-American Heritage Hymnal. Uh, Life in Christ, Comfort and Encouragement is where this wonderful song comes from. It also focuses the attention on Romans 12 and 12. What a friend we have in Jesus. There's three stanzas to this piece of business. It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we do not carry everything. To God in prayer have we trials and temptations is there trouble everywhere we should know uh, we should never be discouraged take it to the Lord in prayer uh, find a friend so faithful can we find a friend so faithful? Who to, uh, who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. They got this on two different pages. So I'm trying to figure out how to read, but I'll, we're going to get this. I've never seen a hymn book like this before. But the third stanza says, are we weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, steal our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Uh, We pick a very Very nice moment to pause and meditate on that as we are turning in our Bibles to our scripture of the day, which will be in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is where we're going to uh, focus on our text today. And We'll begin in verse 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we'll begin in verse number 6. We'll give you some time to quietly meditate on that song while you are finding your text.
1: Hallelujah, thank you.
2: What a thing we have in you. Oh, God, hallelujah, thank you.
0: Corinthians chapter two, verse six. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But but as it is written, Eyes have not seen nor ear heard, nor it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Our scripture lesson text in First Corinthians. Chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. We will again take a good moment to really pause. I heard a preacher say, Sometimes you need to read the Bible and just let it marinate for a little bit, let it sit in you. We'll do that for just a few seconds. My dear Mother Bell at this time uh, would have taken, this would be that time where she would have focused on that wonderful anthem that we have. Uh, But as she is unavailable at this moment, we can definitely find our anthem in the wonderful words of the text, which reads, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the wonderful Bible tells us so. And all those who are in agreement with the words of the text and the words of the scripture, you can feel a wonderful amen within your soul and in your heart on this beautiful morning. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we are uh, seeing the rising of the wonderful sun and uh, some folks are here with us, but mama bell as again is not here with us and, and we are going to, uh, Sit and have a little. We're gonna, we're gonna. She's got that phone issue over there. Does Mama Bell, and uh, I believe she's over there, and I believe that she's a little bit frustrated. Frustrated, not frustrated. You don't flush it, where you can, but you get frustrated. But I believe that's what's going on with her at this moment. Is she's sitting by the phone and uh, desperately awaiting our call and it has not come through yet. And so if you would mind, all of you, wherever you are, this is a great opportunity for us. We wanted to start initiating this into our time, and we were hoping to do this while Mama Belle was playing. Uh, But we want to take a time for the people who we are missing. Sometimes uh, we get around here and we focus on the, the main stars and, And some others may feel omitted or feel as though they are not important or significant to our experience because their name is not called like Mom Bell or or the pastor Booth or someone of that nature. And so you have some people in your mind and your family and your friends and your relationships, works, coworkers, what have you, uh, that you would like to just uh, take a pause and, pray for their safety, and they may have some things going on in their world, and they're bothering, oh, it's bothering you, and you know it's bothering them, uh, we would like to take a pause for them at this moment in time. We're going to be quiet for just a few moments, and, uh. And pray over them, and maybe we'll find Miss Bell too. So, uh, and maybe you have some people while you're we're looking for Miss Bell. Maybe you want to text them, or call them. You're on mute. You might be able to flip over and during this time and call them and tell them to come on in, give them the number, wake them up. They all right. We'll give you a few moments to pray and think and connected, do whatever you believe or you feel led to do. And wherever those fine folks may be in our lives, in our world, wherever they may be found, wherever they may uh, find themselves, we're grateful for them. Uh, We pray that they know that somebody is thinking about them, that somebody is concerned about them, uh, that somebody is wishing and hoping the best for them. And that they will find their way, not necessarily here, but we would love it if they do, but to find their way somewhere uh, to spend some time celebrating and giving glory and thanks to their creator. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I, uh, for all of you who are here, we're heading closely. Our pastor will be here for our time of intercessory prayer. We're going to be reading uh, as we have read from 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, and we thank you for keeping your Bibles there as we are preparing to, uh, uh, to, to meditate on that a little bit more. Uh, but we're going to spend some time with our pastor. He's going to be praying over issues. We spent some time here praying over the things that were going on around us in our little local areas and all the people who call this home. And I appreciate uh, my dear granny and my dear Mama Staten. I guess we can call them that because some people are like, who is that granny lady? But that's so that's Mama Staten. Mama Bell plays for us and, uh, again, she's uh, preoccupied today, and we will keep her in our prayers. Um, but uh, we spend some time praying over the people as they come in to the service. The people who who call this community their their spiritual family, and so forth and so on. That's what my dear uh, Mama State does. Is we open up, and we're grateful for that. And then uh, in our time, we spend time to. Pray about those people around us that we hope could find the same opportunity that we found, can find the faith that we found, and so forth and so on. And so it's more of praying for the people inside of our circle and then taking time to meditate and pray over the people outside of our circle. That's the second form of prayer that we do. And then our pastor comes along, and he prays over the things that are just out of our reach. Uh, there's a lot of things in the world that I believe we pray about that we can actually do something about. Uh, we can go out and feed the hunger. We don't need to pray about that. Just get two pieces of bread, slap some cheese in between it, and go on out there and handle business. Uh, we can feed the, or clothe the naked. Those things we can accomplish. Uh, but there are things outside of our realm that uh, may not necessarily Necessarily uh, come within our grasp and our reach of touch and our uh, and uh, within our scope to do anything about. And so our pastor comes in and and he looks beyond, kind of zooms out mm-hmm. on the map of life, on the map of our world and our our society and culture, and he prays for all of those different things that are going on. There's some things that I want to put out there uh, during our time of prayer, if I can. Uh, There is uh, seemingly a struggle we have going on here. Uh, Well, first I want to bring this up since we are in the last days of black history. I want to bring up uh, the struggle or the beginning of the abolitionist movement, and the fascinating thing, my dear mama might appreciate this, is the abolitionary movement began in the Presbyterian church, the northern Presbyterian churches, and some of the mid region Presbyterian churches and the truth be told the difference between most of your denominations specifically the Presbyterian and the Baptist the difference between those two or how where they're divided is between the north and the south and that's where you get the southern Baptist church and then you get various sectors of the Presbyterian church now the Presbyterian church is in a little bit of a of a transition now. They've kind of distanced themselves from all of their southern uh, heritage or heritages, their southern uh, historical identity, they put it like that. Uh, but there is a difference between those two in its infancy, and it was basically on slavery. They could not decide upon whether or not, Uh, slavery should be. There were those in the North who thought that slavery should be abolished and they became the abolitionists. And then there were those in the South who believed that slavery should remain in place. And uh, believe it or not, between, as I said, the Baptist and the Presbyterian churches, uh, those two uh, uh, churches fought over it. and, And that's where your struggle, and even your civil war, and the fight, as Joe Biden calls it now, the fight for the soul of America, where it first began right there inside of those two uh, denominations. And also, I'd like to put into you, if you get some time to go down to your local library, uh, you might find uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. He has a book called The Soul of Black Folks. I think that is a very good read. Uh, you can find it at your local library. You may get it at uh, off some websites that might get you go on one of these good websites, and you'll get it at a good price. Uh, and you don't have to spend a lot of bucks on it. But that will help you understand also not only Uh, the black culture, but the black culture in church and the elevation of same and the struggle of same. Other announcements that I want to put in your hair uh, before we get to our prayer requests, I have some books that I want to put in some folks' hands. Uh, I'm trying to look for the other one that I am I can't find to to tell you what it is. There it is. Gentle and Low is one of them. Uh, Gentle and Low by Dan Orthland of The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. I want to put that in not only your hands, but one or two of your friends' hands. I believe I have maybe, I'm going to say, a good 50 copies of that book. Uh, that might be a little bit uh, on the uh, exaggerating side to the negative. I think I may have some more than that, but I don't want to to give you any hope for something that may not be there. Uh, but I want to put that in your hands. And also in your children and your grandchildren's hands, I want to put in the big Easter story. Uh, I want to put that in your hand as a storybook for Easter. Uh, so please uh, let me know uh, if you uh, – they're all free. We're not selling any of them. So you can come by get you one or two copies or share it with your, your community group or whatever the case may be. All right, we're going to get to our prayer time now. Our pastor's here. And as I said, there's some things going on around the world that I'm sure is on his heart, and he would like to spend some time – praying over it uh uh, good morning pastor how you doing
3: (laughs) i'm doing just
0: fine pastor how you doing i'm doing good you know they uh they i told you they installed the pastor last night over at the first baptist and and we want to praise the lord for a nice young man that's going to be doing some things and uh And I I wanted to say this. I started to call you back last night, but I said I won't go bother you no more. But I I said I say it live on air. Most folks know that right there at the corner of church and Brambleton, where the Martin Luther King statue was, that used to be the Bishop L.E. Willis building.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And uh, I don't want to say too much about that because that will make our pastor cuss. But Amen. uh Uh-huh. But what I want to tell you is that I found out last night that First Baptist, through partnerships with black uh, entrepreneurs and architects and engineers and developers and so forth and so on, they have reclaimed that land. And those apartments up there are uh, for blacks, with blacks, by blacks, on behalf of blacks. And not only that, but there's talking about some other developments right around, around that church area that's going to be for uh, housing and advancement and so forth and so on. So Reverend Holmes is going in the home building business. He goes homes for homes. <laughs> and a so good, we're thankful good, for that.
3: Yeah, that's a good campaign slogan there. Mm
0: hmm. I said I might call them and say we'll run for office and we'll put up their homes for homes.
3: Homes for homes. Hallelujah.
0: I thought that would make you feel good, Bishop. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's,
3: sir. A good, that's a good piece of information. Um, too much um, of our blood, sweat, and tears of our ancestors is being trampled on and being railroaded and being covered. And we need to make sure that their Uh, achievements will always remain fresh in the minds of those who follow allow them to understand that they are having their platforms even this platform we have this morning it came off the heels of those who came before us and we thank God for that thank you for that information and for that reason, now, God, we come before you We thank you for all that you've done and all that you've done through the hands and through the minds of your people. This month here in the United States of America, we're celebrating black history where otherwise a lot of information that we received we would not have received and we would not know a many, about the many accomplishments that were made by the hands of those who look like us. And we thank you, Lord, for that platform. And we thank you for allowing us to recognize those who have gone before us and paved the way that we have the freedoms that we have now. We make sure that a people were not left out and mistreated and have a road to prosperity and better living. Father, many of them did not uh, get the chance to see what we are seeing today and experience what we are seeing. And even if they were here, they will say thank you, but I'm pretty sure their fight will be fighting on because of the many injustice that is yet being performed in the earth against people of all colors and nationalities. And, Father, we come this morning and we we pray that you will continue to allow us to be that mouthpiece as you have given us the commission to go into all of the world and preach the gospel. You have given us the commission to also to pray without ceasing. You have given us the, the, the commission, Lord God, to be able to bear one another burdens and cares. And for this, Lord God, as we look, as there are a lot of things going on that we don't even see. The things that we do see is, is great, and it's, it's beyond what we could fix on our own. But together, Lord God, it's become the prayer and degree in prayer. You could do some great mighty things. About a year or two ago, uh maybe right out a year or two ago, that there was a little small well, not a small country, but a country there on the borderlines of Russia, Lord God, that were uh, that Russia came up against them, Ukraine and Many of them said that it would be a war that wouldn't last no more than days, maybe a month at the most. Father, we're seeing now, two years later, they're still standing. They're still holding on. May have won some battles, lost some battles, but they're still standing strong. Kind of remind me of your word when you, uh, when King Jehoshaphat uh, was 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 faced with the same battle. And the children of of Israel, Lord God, fighting for their freedom and their land and their possessions, looked up in the mountains and saw that there were they were not alone. That you had encamped angels. Hey, Gloria, I felt you right there. You had encamped angels all around, and and those angels were able to fight against their enemy and they was able to pick up the spoils that the enemy had left and was able to claim victory. Father, there are many more. There's an uprising in Israel and Gaza. Lord God, there are uprisings in, in, in all Iraq and all over. But, Father, you're greater than any war. You're greater than any leader of any nation. You said the heart of the king is your your hand, and you are able to turn it any which way you want it. And, Father, we just pray, Lord God, for the leaders of nations all across this world. We pray, Lord God, first that they will come to know who you are, and then they will yield to your voice, and they will understand that the gods that they serve is not greater than you, that, Lord God, even they will have to call forth for for prophet, a man of God, a woman of God, to be able to interpret what they cannot understand. And, Father, we just pray, God, that you would just move by your hands and by your providence like only you can. You are a great God, and we know you can. We pray, Lord God, for our nation, and we pray for our borders, we pray, Lord God, for our Congress. We pray for our President. We pray, Lord God, for this election season. We pray, Lord God, that You will allow us to pick the man that You will have us to pick. Lord God, it seems like it's like like it's not too much thinking that we have to do because of the things that we see that has been going on. But Father, we just pray, Lord. Even in the midst of that, there are so many people that are blinded yes, by just by, uh, so much junk that is being given to people, and the truth is standing there. I don't care how many lies that has come, they all have died, but the truth is yet standing. And we thank you, Lord God, for your truth. And I pray that the truth of who, Lord God, uh, of who you are will continue to rise. Above the lies and the deception that the enemy wants us to believe. And God, we thank you for that and we praise you, Lord God. We thank you for our local people and all of that they are doing. And we give you praise and we give you glory. And it all belongs to you in Jesus' name. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Glory and honor and praise is all day. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Glory and honor
0: and praise is all day. It belongs to you. Amen. Amen. Well, We found her.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you,
0: Jesus. We found her. Yeah, Yeah, she going to play it and I'm going to spit. Go on ahead, Mama. She ready. privilege. I I go back to when I began in this journey, if you please. I go back to uh, somewhere around the 2007, 2008 period, somewhere in that vicinity. I was delivering newspapers. I was out on various routes. I did some routes over in the Park Place area. I did some routes over in the ODU area. Uh, I did some routes deep into the West Ghent area and then also in the front of the West Ghent area. Uh, I did some routes. I used to deliver to the boxes. They used to. They had two sets of uh, routes back in the day. They had what they would call home delivery. That's when you got it delivered to your door. And then they would have what they called, uh, I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was uh, commercial delivery. We'll just call it that. And when you did commercial delivery, that means that you just, collected to deliver to stores 7-Eleven, Harris Teeter Walmart Uh, they had boxes that used to be on the corner you remember those boxes that was on the corner and I would deliver the papers and while I was delivering those papers I would have these ideas these dreams if you please I would start seeing things going on and, and good ideas and what could happen in the culture. what could happen in the world. I begin to see walks and begin to see cathedrals and begin to see food pantries and soup kitchens and and clothing stores all these different ideas that would help advance people, I began to see them. The problem that ensued was when I called people and told them what I had seen. And it took some time, and I don't know if I regret or if I've just learned to understand now, uh, that just because somebody's old don't mean they're smart. Just because somebody been here a few years don't mean they know nothing. And more importantly, just because somebody been saved don't mean that they have the authority to tell you what God told you or what he didn't tell you. Because the text that I have come to understand is that God has a mouth of his own. He can speak for himself, and we are all mere mortals. Some of us have just been mortalized a little bit longer than others. But we're all born in sin, shaped in iniquity, crafted by the handiwork of the Almighty. And so I found myself, Mama Bell, listening to mortal people who would tell me what I was thinking was bad. Now, what I have come to understand Mama Bell that I didn't know then, which if I had a known then what I knew now, God knows where my life would be. But that's a whole other text. We're not going to live in shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I learned, Mama Bell, that I was taking advice from folks who were lazy. And, of course, they're not going to push me to do anything extraordinary. Of course, they're not going to push me to do anything hard. Of course, they're not going to push me to do anything that requires work and effort and sweat and blood and tears because they weren't trying to do anything that was going to do anything that had anything to do with anything. But I didn't know that then because they didn't expose the truth all i knew is i was looking at the spiritual person this is the woman of god this is the man of god and the man of god told me that that's not good no no god didn't tell you that no no that's no 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 that's not what god said no no you you need to look at another direction you need to go back and make sure that's what he told you And I found Mama Bell that in this day and in this culture, you have a lot of people who are wandering in the proverbial wilderness because they had the answer, they had the dream, they had the pathway, even had the steps to take to get to it. But they talked to some negative folks
1: mm-hmm.
0: who they thought was supposed to be a good counselor. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They talk to people who found a way to manipulate them out of their dreams and manipulate them out of their goals. There was a young man who was in prison, and he's been in prison or was in prison some some 20-some-odd years And he kept going in, and when they put him out, he'd do something and go back in. And when they put him out, he'd do something and go back in. And when they put him out, and prison, as my granny would have said, somebody asked him, why do you keep going back to jail? And he said, nobody told me there was anything other than jail. When I told them about my life, my dreams, they told me they were stupid. When I told them what I wanted to do, they told me that people like me don't do that. And so the moral of the story, Your Honor, this is a young man talking to the judge. By the time I got down to the bottom of the barrel, there was nothing left for me to do but go to jail. Every idea, every hope, every dream, every persevering passion has been
2: stripped.
0: Y'all I had nothing left. So the only thing that I knew was certain was three hops and a cot. So every time they put me out, I found a way to go back. Because that's all that I knew was right. I was talking the other day to some folks who are a part of the the LGBTQ community. And we were having a discussion about some detail. I don't remember. Please forgive me for not uh, giving you all the details. But I asked a question uh, to that wonderful crowd of boys and girls and young men and young ladies and even our senior statesmen in there. I said, you know, I have a struggle when you tell me you were born this way. I have a struggle with that. No, not the way that the political people and your your adversaries have a struggle with it. I have a struggle with it over a different reality. The struggle that I have over a different reality is whether you are gay, whether you are straight, whether you are lesbian, whether you look big arm or a nice old butch. Whatever your reality, the question that I submit for consideration is, is your identity fully you or is your identity heavily influenced by somebody connected to you? In other words, are you who you are because somebody told you that's who you were instead of you finding who you were for yourself? I come to find out when you start finding yourself, it gets a little hard. Everybody look at you funny when you start finding yourself. Mama love you Grandmama love you, but when you start finding yourself, sometimes they got to question some things. You know in the text when you read when Jesus was missing. And Mary and Joseph went all over the place looking for Jesus, and, and he was only 13 years old when he when, when the woman, you know, in, in our day and time, that would have got Mary and Joseph a nice little charge. CPS would have came, took the baby. They would have had to go down before the judge and tried to plead the case. Oh, uh uh, 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 what's that woman name to come on TV? Can't remember her name. Riding right? the Dancing Grace would have picked up the case, running on uh, Lifetime and LHN. Rachel Maddow, everybody would have picked up the case. Thirteen-year-old lost Mary and Joseph lost their baby. But Jesus had found himself wandering away from his parents, and when his mama She was frantic. She was distraught. She was all like, you know, like y'all get, talking to y'all mamas. And Jesus says, don't you know I got to do what I do? Even Mary didn't get it. She had to wonder for a few seconds about what this is he talking about. Finding yourself is a hard reality because we as humans are conditioned psychologically to pattern ourselves at the people we emulate. We as a society, as a people, are conditioned to want to preach like our mentor, want to sing like our mentor, want to tap dance and want to do the same jobs our mentor, want to have the same cars our mentor, <coughs> want to look like our mentor. <laughs> I love Mama Belle so much I want to cough like her. We emulate Emulate the people that we love, but the problem sometimes is the person that we're emulating is the complete opposite of who we really are. So I get back to the question that I asked my brothers and my sisters over at the LGBTQIA meeting that I attended. Are you sure this is you? And I needed them to understand that this was not some evangelical trick. This was not some religious uh, faux pas, some religious backwards psychology, or reverse psychology to try to get them in a gotcha moment. No, I'm not trying to get them in a gotcha moment because you got some folks in the closet that really need to get themselves together. Either you're going to be out or you're going to be in. Make up your mind. Amen. But what I would like for them to understand is I remember when I went to school. I went to school, I'll never forget it, in some fresh white sweatpants. Some things was fresh white. Mama Belle, I get PTSD now watching these kids with tight pants on. (laughs) I get PTSD watching these kids wear these tight shirts and uh, got on all this stuff, got the fingernails, painting everything. Because Mama Belle, I was a fruitcake when I wore some tight pants. I was a homo when I wore some tight pants. And I shared to my brothers and my sisters in that class or in that community that we as a culture have been so evil that we have to label people as something. And so you put labels on people that do not necessarily fit. Just because you tap dance don't mean you got to be flamish. Just because you like cheerleading don't mean you got to be funny. Just because you like to sing in an opera and do poetry and do all those plays and wear the little leotards and stuff don't mean there's something wrong with you, but we came from a culture where that was a problem. And so a lot of my brothers and my sisters who are in these communities, mostly LGBTQIA, are there because some of us in our stupidity put them there. And now they're telling you that they got it from birth. Well, here's the problem why I put my argument. Because before the age of five, the average human is clueless to his own identity. Before the age of five, they call it the age of consciousness. The average human cannot remember. Now, I know if I ask y'all to remember back to five, y'all are cuss at me. You know that's 110 years ago. I can't remember that far back. I get it. It's 107 for me. But the moral is, you probably can't even think back to last week with a full memory. And you asking me to think back to five? And four, but it was because of conditioning, which is a conversation that people don't have. Now, again, I told my brothers and sisters over there, this is not a gotcha moment or an evangelical trick. This is about identity and making sure you know who you are and what you were created to be and have a full understanding of what you are and who you are. But I'm going to get off that subject. I found talking to that leader who I, in many cases, worshipped and adored. As a matter of fact, she was the embodiment of the text. In the year King knows I died, I found the Lord. Some folks, you couldn't find yourself until they died. you'll be surprised how many people never got a job, never wrote the book, never sang the song, never prayed the prayer, never preached the sermon, never opened the business, never painted the picture until the ego person died. And I asked myself, Not to get angry at that person, but but it was a moment of self-reflection to make sure that I was not that person to somebody else. That somebody had to wait for me to die before they found themselves. That they had to wait for me to die before they matured into their purpose, before they excelled at their dreams and their goals. That I was standing in the way. Of sinners. I found a preacher. I was listening to him. He was talking about theologian, wonderful theologian. I like theologians, especially the ones that are arguing good points. This theologian he said, Let us define sin. And people start defining it as as adultery, start defining it as, as homosexuality, start defining it as drugs, start defining it as as lying and cheating and stealing. He says, no sin is separation from an Almighty God. Isn't that right? And the people said, well, yeah. Well, if you are separated from your identity, if you are separated from your purpose, if you are separated from your mission, if you are separated from who you are, then you are separate from God. And the whole room is silent. And the preacher said, let me take the offering for so y'all really die.
1: <laughs>
0: because when you stand in the way of sinners, You are standing in the way of people getting to their purpose. Oh, okay, that's a little deep at this time of the morning. I understand. I'm so sorry to get y'all this deep stuff for the sunrise. So so I learned pretty good. I learned that when you allow yourself To be weakened by somebody else's view, not only are they standing in the way of sinners, but you have just given up your proverbial birthright. You told them that they are right over Almighty God. But you young. You don't understand that. Because truth of the matter is, we have not seen God. I have not seen God. James said, people do not know that God is there. They have not seen God in the flesh. They have not heard God. They have not really even understood God. But what they know is the people that represent him. They know God through his witness. And as Deacon Deborah Anthony over at the Freemason Street Baptist Church told me one time, God has a bad advertising agency. He's got bad advertisements because the people are missing because they're following folks who ain't found it themselves. And before you take this as a beat-up sermon, before you take this as a moment of defense, the truth of the matter is we are all guilty because you are holding people back because somebody held you back because somebody held them back. Because we've all been products of the hold-back machine. When you are an African American, and more specifically when you are a Southerner, it is almost a prerequisite to be 20 to 30 years behind. When you are an African American, more specifically a Southerner, it is almost a prerequisite. That you are behind the eight ball, that you are 50 cents short of the rest of the world. That your level of understanding is about two to three decimals short of the rest of the world. Because we have been historically in the South, and I'm not just talking about black. Notice I said black and southern because I would like to submit to you for consideration that you pray for your white brothers and sisters because they were taught crazy too. If they had a known, they wouldn't have enslaved you. I started listening to this uh, this podcast on, on history. I, I've been I've been having it for some time now and I, I don't know why I haven't listened to it. I've been sitting there getting my mind all caught up in some nonsense and, and, and not listening to some good stuff. And I and I started listening to that thing and and I'm almost getting ready to get out your house so you can go do what you're gonna do so I can go take a nap. Cause I've been up all night listening to this podcast and I was studying about the abolitionists and, and, and the beginning of the abolitionary movement and how I started the Presbyterian church and how they were over there and they were building houses to to help get the people out, and, and, and one of these slaves that thought he was going to a house of an abolitionist found himself engulfed in a trap. And another one who had went around preaching the gospel just to get his freedom. Can you imagine preaching to get free? You out trying to get folks saved, you out trying to get folks delivered, you out trying to find and help folks see a better life while at the same time you trying to make sure you ain't a slave no more. Imagine having to be that preacher who had to lay hands on the sick and cause the blind to see while he was hoping there was enough in that offering plate to pay master. He went around and he preached all up north and came back and found out that the man had tricked him. Took all his money and raised the price while he was gone. Now, before you get hot, I didn't tell you that story to get you hot. That's part of the reason why I don't really like Black History Month, because people just make you all hot and bothered all month. I told you that story to bring awareness to the fact that it has nothing to do with you being black. It's all about economics. The economics of the South requires you to remain in slavery. And so just like our friends in Egypt, as we talked about, when they delivered them and, and Mo Pharaoh realized that he had made a mistake, that he had literally just bankrupt the economy, and he was going into a Great Depression, and he sent everybody after him because he had to stop the financial bleeding. It's the same concept, even in 2024. It's all about economics. And that's why they kill your dreams because we don't need you writing another book because that's going to take away from our sales. We don't need you making another CD because that's going to take away from my sales. We don't need you opening another business because that's going to take away from our sales. We don't need you being another teacher because that might put us out in the classroom. We don't need you being another preacher because you might start stealing our numbers. So they destroy the dreams of the people. They castrate the ideas of the youth. But here is where I make my point, and I'm going to get out your hair. Because you told me that the answer to my life was in the Bible. You told me that this was the emphatic word of God. You told me that this was the unapologetic gospel of the Savior, that this was the end-all be-all, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but this book (coughs) shall stand forever because this book was the Word. In the beginning, John says, was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. You told me that was true. You told me. So if that's the case, then when the text says, I have not seen that means why am I asking you? You don't know what you're talking about. Why am I getting mad because you dismissed my idea? How do you know? I came to the conclusion a couple of days ago when somebody told me, they said, Eric hey, that's a dumb idea. And I just sat there and just laughed. And he said, what you laughing for? Because Mama Bell, it clicked in my head. I have not seen. How you know? You don't know
1: nothing.
0: But then Mama Bell, they can say, well, of course <laughs> I have not seen because you can't see. Oh, so you're gonna say this is limited to the blind folks. That, that 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 I don't need to talk to the blind because their eyes have been contaminated, their eyes have been destroyed, they can't see. So 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 the blind is out. Well, wait a minute. It says ear have not heard. Well last I checked my baby hear real good. Yeah, do. Uh huh, there you go. But it still says she ain't heard it. So bypass her eyes. Now we at a ears. But then you can say, well, Eric, you have to understand there's a lot of deaf people in the world, and, and that's why every place we go, we got to have the sign language community. We gotta fit them all in one section so that they can get signed to, so they can understand what's going on. So so that's why the blind can't see and deaf can't hear. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. So so neither has it entered into the heart. Now wait a minute, you can't breathe unless your heart moving. So it seemed to me like he covered the whole board here. He said, he said "You can't tell me that she's blind cuz that, that that we didn't pass that. You can't tell me that she's deaf. We didn't pass that. Now we're going to tell ain't in the heart. She hasn't even felt yet. He hasn't even felt yet. The things that are for you. I'm of the conviction, and you know I've been of that conviction for a long time, that God does not waste time, nor does he waste breath. And as long as you breathe, and that means he has something for you. And so I believe with all my bone marrow that there's still stuff for all of us to do. Amen. (laughs) Amen. In this moment of reflection, I'm done with you. If I can, right in here, take a moment of your time. Because some of us have found ourselves. We have found ourselves in a pit of hurt. Because we put our hope, our faith, our trust in people, and they let us down. <laughs> because we went against our greatest desire, we went against our deepest hope, we went against our innermost feeling. And some of us are out here wandering in the wilderness, have been wandering for years, because we've been tricked by people who were just trying to hold us down who didn't want to see you better, who didn't want to see you grow, who knew that you had potential, who knew that you were somebody and knew that if you ever got anywhere, you'd leave them. Oh, oh, that's one. That I felt that one. You know them folks. They couldn't afford to have you leave. Who else going to get my drink out of the refrigerator? Because you staying here all day. I can't have you going out and becoming no doctor. You might give them a plan to go across the country. Then I actually have to get up and get my own water. I can't have you go get a job. Then I have to go drive my own sex to the stove. And so you thought that it was your obligation But it was really your death knell to your destiny. And now you're sitting and you're wandering in the wilderness of life. But I believe this morning was a second chance for you. A new opportunity that God does not waste time, nor does he waste breath. And since he doesn't waste time nor breath, then that means that we can get up now and try again. We can get up now. And begin again. I don't know who you are, where you are, what that is. Everybody has that moment in their lives. You don't have to be not saved to have that moment. A lot of Christians need help. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. But this moment... Would you take that personal opportunity to ask the Savior to ask the Savior, Savior, Savior to help you, to help you, yeah, comfort, strengthen, yeah. and keep you. keep you. He is willing to he aid you. He will carry you. Ah, there you go. Yield not to temptation. For yielding is sin. Look ever to Jesus. He'll he carry you. through. carry you through.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. right on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask him this morning. Ask him hard this morning. And then ask him to not let you be angry or bitter about those. They had their reason. It was what it was. Let that go. As we bring this moment of black history to a close for this year, let all that go. And ask him to help you. And if you believe the Lord will help you, you respond with a howdy. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: You all overcome And now, unto him, he was able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultlessly for his throne with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, Mm -hmm. then, now, and Mm pray till we meet again on Wednesday.
2: All said, mm-hmm. amen. 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 amen.